This episode is brought to you by Microbiz Game, currently fundraising on a Kickstarter platform, and it needs all the help it can get. Pledges as low as a dollar, and they are trying to help you bring back family game nights. So check out Microbiz Game on Twitter. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Some people lose their faith because heaven shows them too little. But how many people lose their faith because heaven shows them too much? These guys are trying to make me a fall guy. Everybody's screaming for blood and all of a sudden I'm in. Honey, we're in the living room. We need you to kill a spider. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Who's that? I don't know. Is everybody okay? Oh, I yeah. was an animal. God, you're bleeding. It's not mine. From page to scream. I am ready too. Hello. <clears throat> Can you hear me? That's the important thing. Uh, no, I can't hear a word you're saying, Fraser. Well, so why would you? Why would you ask? No, of course I can't. <clears throat> well, I've got broken headphones, so I didn't know if you could hear me or not. But hooray, I you can. can hear me. I can. If you uh, if you start talking shit, then I'll just be like, sorry, Fraser. Can't, can't hear, hear you. you. How to drive you? Can't hear you. Exactly. Are we are we uh, all here or is it just you and I at the minute? No, it's just you and I at the minute. I'm trying to there we go. Skype adverts keep popping up, so I'm like trying to add people but the icon keeps moving. Um we just got a very, very nice message from one of our Cops and Monsters backers to say uh had a great time as an extra last week. I assume you'll have another long day of filming, so would an extra hundred pounds help you out for your next shoot next week? Oh, sweet. Um, and of course, I'll be contributing to the next campaign. I was like, nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'm currently on 60 quid on mine. Woo-hoo. So let's get you. That was all right. Let's get you up um, to 100. Oh, yeah. Um, if every one of my followers, I did have a meeting <laughs> with a guy who I have just roped in as my cinematographer. Yeah. So I had a nice little conversation with him. Cool. So that's all right. And uh, hopefully, Stu Miller's here. Hi, I'm Stu. Indeed. Hello, Hi. Stu. Yeah. Long time no speak. I was going to say, I've, I don't, I've not done the horror show before, have I? Or, or, or maybe... um, I think every show that you and I are on are horrific. <laughs> well, just, yeah, just look at the reviews on IMDb. <laughs> yes. Now, we, i got a request in here. I've been listening to... I listen to the Monday Movie Show as well. Mm-hmm. But I also listen to the one that Stu does on video games. And hopefully this evening we've got the Stu that does the video game shows. Because... His sarcastic wit's amazing <laughs> on the video game show. Yeah. It, yeah. it is pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, just unleash and we'll just, you know, do whatever. So I know. I mean, it's surprising, isn't it, to know that I have some sarcastic wit. You do. Or at least half of it. It's so. somewhere. It's kept <laughs> in a little true. tiny box somewhere and then it's only released once every fortnight. Let me yeah. out. But that is my wit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He keeps it next to his Michael Bay Blu-rays. <laughs> they only come out every now and again, but not very often. Uh, so. Tangent-wise, but speaking about Michael Beer, um, I was watching this this video on YouTube uh, regarding this guy. He looks over other people's videos and stuff like that, and he has a Hall of Fame. So he puts, like, the worst YouTuber in his Hall of Fame, oh. um, things like that. And there was one he was looking at that was the worst uh, movie critic. Right. Um, <laughs> just ever going that he was putting into his Hall of Fame. This Congratulations, Stu. No, well done. this oh, guy right, pretty much <laughs> harkens on every single good film. So he badmouths every single good film. So things like uh, The Social Network, The Dark Knight, movies like that, he says they're bad. 
yet he'll always give a positive review to an awful film. He actually gave his movie of the year to Jack and Jill one year. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. And he said the second Transformers film was fantastic. Uh, oh. See, this, this uh. is the problem, and I think we've had this conversation, that Twitter and social media and Facebook and YouTube has just given a voice, which can be good, but it's also given a voice to the wrong people. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah... Yeah, unfortunately, you just have to ignore them, I think. Just just to make things worse with this guy, he's been doing this for quite a few years, for about 20-plus years, because he took a degree. Um, I can't remember what university it was in uh, the US here. He took a degree, and he's got a proper decent degree as well, and he's been on uh, movie review shows in America. Uh, no. But, yeah, he's just he's, – he's actually – put it out there that he needs to look if a film has got a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes to try and reduce that down. So for example Toy Story supposedly has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. He was trying to get that percentage down just so it wouldn't be 100%. <laughs> uh, what is, is the that point of these people? I don't understand it. I, like I, At the end of the day it's just the film. It's, it, it'll either entertain you or it won't. And if it doesn't entertain you, move exactly. on with your life. <laughs> yeah, so yep. he's not giving his opinion. He's just trying to be an absolute knob jockey. It's like, Sounds like he's doing it well. It's it's genuinely like the people who are purposely trying to get the IMDb rating of Ghostbusters down as much as possible. It's just, yep. just leave it alone, people. It's a movie. It's just stop wasting your energy on pointless things. But it's like if, if Ghostbusters, if I'll say if because I've not seen it, if it was the worst film in the history of movies and it was terrible, it's it wouldn't not. make a damn bit of difference to my life. No, my life would be the same. It would be nothing would change. I wouldn't have any more money in the banks. So I don't get why these people get so bent out of shape. Unless, about unless a film. Sony had had paid you to to positively promote it. That's the only way it would change your yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I do actually. I have a knack of, I've never lied about a film, so I'll never say I like it if I don't, but I can always spin it so it sounds like a positive review, even if I didn't like it. I've had, um, I've reviewed films before where I've criticised the budget and the fact it looked like it was a really low piece of filmmaking and stuff, and I've still got thank you messages from the <laughs> filmmakers for my positive reviews. It's crazy. Well, the good news is this guy is no longer allowed to actually leave a rating on Rotten Tomatoes because he was banned. Wait. They were so sick of him just actually review because they did find out that he was reviewing movies just to get their Rotten Tomato rating down. That he's now been officially banned off Rotten Tomatoes. He was also thrown off his movie review show for falsely reviewing movies. Oh. And this was actually a proper television show in America as well. It wasn't on a, a little crappy like station in a specific state in America. It was uh, shown American wide. So he's actually been he's... thrown off his show as well for not reviewing films properly. Well, he's just a twat by the sounds of it, let's be honest. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. I mean, the thing is, everybody here um, either likes a film that everybody hates or hates a film that everybody likes. Yeah. And that's fine. We're allowed to do that. But it's just give me a break. I, I don't get why somebody would go, I'm going to knock down every single score of good films. It's like, Jesus, move on. Yeah, the, 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 the only thing is, though, the films that I really like, you probably have not seen, so it's really difficult. Yeah, nope, I've not seen that one. I've never even heard of that one. It, it's by yeah, what director, that Appy Chat Pong Ratsicle. Who's he again? But that's, but that's a good thing, because then people will go, oh, well, I'll give that a go, and they might find a film that they never would have seen before. Which, that's, exactly. what, that's what critics and bloggers and reviewers should be doing. 
They should be actively encouraging people to try films or TV shows or albums or games or books or see, yeah. you know, that would, they would not, rather than go, here's the 10 reasons why Ghostbusters sucks. Let's have, here's 10 films you would never have heard of. And, or, Don't. you know, here's 10 films that the Ghostbusters cast have been in that you should give a go. You know, you know let's, let's be a bit more positive. The world is angry enough as it is at the minute. Let's, let's try oh. and spread a bit of love. That's why I enjoy watching films that a lot of people haven't heard of. So, like, I mean, I find it difficult when I'm on Stu's show and he's doing like the top ten, and I'm like, no, not seen that, not seen that. <laughs> and I remember, I remember him once said, "I thought you watched a lot of films." I'm like, I do, but I watch a lot of films that not a lot of people have heard of, like Allies and Starship Apocalypse and all this sort of stuff that people go, "What? You're just making up titles?" I'm like, nope, these are genuine films. No, from what I see, oh, normally see, it sounds like I'm making up titles, but you definitely do need to see Happy Chuck Pong, more articles, films, Uncle Bon Me, who can recall all of his past lives, and Cemetery of Splendor. <laughs> they're very good films, very different movies. They're not kind of films that you'll have seen before, but they're very, very different films. I see. I don't. I don't even know if he's made those up. That's the thing. That's go on. Yeah, I want to He's going to type in the film uh, Cemetery of Splendor. You'll see Happy Chuck Pong, more articles, Neil. I, I may just do that. I, no, I don't believe you, but I'm just, it's funny. I have a question, since I'm on a horror show. I have a question. Um, and it's only because my girlfriend is away until Friday, so I'm on my own. And it's me and Netflix. <laughs> so, uh, should I watch Poltergeist 2? I've never seen it. Uh, I love the original. So, should I give uh, it a go? Or is it going to ruin the, the awesomeness that was Poltergeist? I'll, Stu, you go first, and then I'll I'll go next. It'll never uh, ruin the awesomeness. Again, okay. this is the this is the annoying thing when people see that a remake of something ruins the original. It'll never ruin the original. If you like the original, then you'll always like the original. Okay. It, it's as simple as that. So it'll never ruin the original. It's nowhere near as good as the original, but it's probably got to be really difficult for it to be there, but be as good as the original. But if you've got if it, if it's there and you think to yourself got not nothing much else to watch. It's there. Why not? I'll give it a watch. What harm can it do? You can watch it and think, this is bad, but then at least you know it's bad now. Or you can yeah. watch it and be surprised and go, actually, that was good. I'm glad I watched it. So it, made, it's always worth a try. They made three, didn't they? They yeah. did. Uh, and the little girl died between two and three, or did she die after No, she, she died once the production of number three oh, was completed, okay. so, but before it was released. Right, okay. Because horror movies have a horrific kind of urban legends surrounding all of them don't they like mysterious yeah. accidents on the exorcist and all that you know people well the big sister in poltergeist was murdered by her boyfriend wasn't by she boyfriend, yeah. so. and then heather o'rourke died you know after an operation and stuff but poltergeist 2 it's not it's good to watch if you just want to see those characters again right so if you're like, oh, I want to see something with Craig T. Nelson in it, I've not seen I love for a Craig while. T. Nelson. He's awesome. He's really good at that. But as Stu said, it's not. It ain't no punch okay. on the first one. I'll, but it's watchable. I'll give it, I'll give it a go because I really like the first one because it's just a fun film. So, do, do you know what I mean? It's never. It's it's not it's not scary, uh, no. and it's not too serious. And you can tell that Steven Spielberg clearly stepped on and took over. <laughs> Because uh, it just feels like a Steven Spielberg film. Well, you can you can see his arms in it. These are the, the arms that pull the, f- the flesh off in the shaving mirror thing. Oh. That's Spielberg's arms. So there you go. Oh. That bit of trivia is for free for Thank you. you. So that's fine. All right. Well, it's on Netflix. So once I watch, my friend Jamie has brought around a, a collection of classic Doctor Who DVDs for me to watch. So once I get through them, I shall investigate. 
How many DVDs he brought? Uh, About ten. Wow. Yeah, and you know, classic Doctor Who stories are like four four parts, twenty five minutes ago. So, uh, you you have to bide your time. And I I hadn't really watched any Tom Baker Doctor Who um, when I started watching Doctor Who when I was about fifteen, so seventeen years ago. I tried to watch Tom Baker and I just couldn't get through it. But now, but now I'm, I'm trying again. I'm trying it because I managed to get through the majority of Colin Baker stories and I didn't like him much either. But now I do. Uh, and the documentaries on these DVDs are fascinating, just absolutely fascinating for anyone who's either interested in how TV works or wants to work in TV. They're fascinating to see how a well-loved show can go horrifically wrong if. They don't have the support of the company that designs to make it. So it is quite funny. You get people nowadays who go, "Oh, Doctor Who's not as good as it used to be when I was a kid." It wasn't like, how, long, how long since you watched it? You have not watched it since you were a kid. Crazy. But I, the last Tom Baker one I watched was probably about a year ago in preparation for chatting with John Chalice. Oh yeah. So did you watch his The Seeds of Doom? Seeds of Doom. You know, yeah. Episodes of that. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, some some Doctor Who is properly scary. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it was properly scary back then as well, especially uh, Sylvester McCoy having to wear a wig to pretend to be Colin Baker. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on Doctor Who, Steve? Yeah. Fan or not fan? Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. My era is on... the Sylvester McCoy era because obviously Way. I grew up in the 80s. So... You're, one, you're, you're one of my gang. You yeah, like that's... Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, I do actually like Sylvester McCoy. I was, um, every single time when Doctor Who was on, I used to throw my mum out the sitting room. And yeah, it's my TV now. There was like certain programs on television where I was allowed to have the television to myself or use the spare TV. So it was like Red Dwarf, it was Games Master, it was Crystal Maze, it was Doctor Who, like, like the few little programs that my parents didn't like at all. And so I was able to watch that. But yeah, I grew up watching Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who, and I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. So here's a question for you. We, I know about your connection with Stand By Me. I know about your love for Studio Ghibli. I know about the fact you used to chuck your mum out of the living room because you wanted to watch Doctor Who. What was one of the programs that your mum used to watch that you used to hate? You used to go, oh, I'm going to leave the room while she watches that one. Well, it was pretty much my whole family because I had pretty, uh, completely different tastes to them. Remember, I'm the two-year-old who used to be obsessed <laughs> with horror films and and stuff like that. So they used to be, they used to love things like um, Baywatch. I didn't mind. I tolerated it. But things like um, Airwolf, uh, Knight Rider, um, stuff, stuff like that, High Chaparral, all that kind of kitschy, really crappy stuff. I just couldn't. <laughs> I used to watch. I used to watch everything. He's just no, listening. I know. I love yeah, that. Airwolf was amazing. Knight Rider like was incredible. Didn't like it. Street Hawk. Street Hawk. Ear team. I hated. I hated the ear team. <laughs> oh. Blue Thunder. Yeah. Oh, what like was that? The, was that the Blue Thunder? Was that the the motorbike one? No, that was Street Hawk. Blue Blue Thunder was basically the BBC One version of Airwolf. Where, um, it was based on the movie that had the guy out of Jaws in it. Oh, right, okay. I'm not interested. So they did a TV series, so it's just another big super helicopter. But the theme tune off. to Airwolf was incredible. Hell yeah. Bring it back. I'd rather have watched things like Little House on the Prairie and the Waltons compared to... Um, <laughs> Uh, Our Wolf and Night Rider. Yeah. I, just, I, I used to watch, I used to watch them Ball. as well. <laughs> Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, I used to watch them as well. Yeah, the time. I, I, as a kid, I watched everything. Did you the time guys have, sorry. 
the, the time, time tunnel, tunnel used to be on beyond used to be yep. on uh, before uh, the Waltons all lit loose on the prairie on Channel Four. I think I've only seen one time tunnel episode, and it was by mistake, and it must have been because I was waiting <laughs> for Airwolf to come on, uh, <laughs> and it was I remember it vividly. And it, it it was an episode where they ended up on the Titanic, but for some reason they yeah. didn't know it was a Titanic. It was all a bit odd, and I just remember the big cliffhanger. Um, I, w- but, I would say that didn't go down well, but, but it um, did. Yep. Went, it went down incredibly well in two parts. Um, a friend of mine... Is that, <laughs> what, the episode of the, the ship? ship? They, um, they let my friend let me... I've watched it before, but Ellie hasn't, and I was desperate to show it. Uh, Sapphire and Steel. Oh, I used to watch I never understood it, but I used to watch it and it used to scare me. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to understand Sapphire and Steel. I think that's the point. Yeah. But that was Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley and... Uh, David McCallum. David McCallum, who... He's an NCIS... He's, no, David McCallum dead. No, David McCallum oh. is in. No, he's oh. he's Ducky oh. in NCIS. Is he? Yes. I'm gonna check that. I'm I checking David it as well. McCallum, holy crap! He is. Yeah, Sorry, David. I thought you were. He's from Glasgow as well. Yeah, he's he's in. Uh, he's, <laughs> I thought he was dead. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> he killed off David. Well, he's not McCallum. coming on this show then. I bet he's not. No. Well done. I have him on as yep. I mean, fair enough. He's 82. Um... But yeah, he's... if he dies tonight, I'm going to be well pissed off. We're going to blame just you. Him. Yeah, pretty much. But the podcast, you'll not release the podcast until um, all the news has died down. Again. There you go. I predicted it though. I would just like to do this minute to uh, say how much I respected David McCallum's work. He was a fine actor. Was a fine actor. Killed by Stuart. Um, he's done a not me, <laughs> not me. Hold on a minute. Because there's two Stuarts. Just, just annoying, just annoying Stu Miller. He, David McCallum, was a team night rider. Had never even heard of Team Knight Rider. Because um, they did Knight Rider, uh, and it was awesome. And then they did the reboot of Knight Rider, which was not so awesome. Um, they, did, they did another one, though. Do you remember Knight Rider 2000. 2000? That was really the, shit. The movie? You know what? I, I have a fondness for that movie, and I can't yeah. tell you why. I, I, so, I, nobody why. I quite enjoy it. It's um, just like when you ask people, can you remember Beer Watch Nights? What? It was yeah, a beer watch night. Yes, there was a beer watch night, and it was even worse than beer watch, if that was possible. Yeah. I never saw it, but I remember it being on ITV like 11 o'clock at night. Team, so. Team Knight Rider ran for 22 episodes in 97 to 98, years after the adventures of Michael Knight and Kit. A new team of artificially intelligent super vehicles and drivers continue the fight against evil. This God. looks awful. Amazing. It does get 4.7. Oh, my deep. God. It's got Nick Welshler in it. Oh, my God. That looks uh, not amazing. And David McCallum, bloody hell. Right, this, yeah. this, this is getting watched. I have to find this. <laughs> I have to find this. I have to see if it's any good. Uh, Incredible. This, this is the last podcast I do ever. No, it's not. This is the last podcast <laughs> I do but before I go out to San Diego Comic Con. And I ain't got a clue what horror news is out there. I've seen nothing. I'm probably going to see it all next week. Yeah. So, I'll be not, so have you seen any horror news Stu, because we haven't got Lauren this week yeah. or this episode, so it's all down to you. Well, to, it's, as usual, so. I studied the ship. I'm the anchor. Yeah. I said anchor. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to edit a W in there. What? what? Yeah, there you go. yeah, it's normally on my movie show as well. Andy doesn't do any like homework or anything like that. Even the video game stuff. I carry pretty much everything. 
Andy's too busy forgetting people's names on your show. Andy's for, um, <laughs> just too busy going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes. The Monday Arm Movie Show, I've actually called it now. In yeah. my defence, I mentioned Poltergeist, which is horror, and Doctor Who, which is horror. So I'm, I'm off the hook. And, and Team Knight Rider, Team which Knight sounds, sounds horrific. horrific as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, a film that we probably don't want another one in the series, and it's going to happen, unfortunately. Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, there's going to be a... Lambert, yeah, he said it was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. The third one, but it's going to be centred around time travel. Wait! Are they going to go back and erase the second one? Because the first one I can cope with. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, the music's amazing. Or it was. Maybe it's not so much now, but at the time it's like, wow, the soundtrack's amazing. I'm a Christopher Lambert fanboy. I really am. But have you seen... Highlander. But have you seen him recently? He's ancient. Sorry, Christopher. They, I can't see him coming back as Raiden. <laughs> we can actually play Raiden there uh, perfectly well because Raiden sort of like grows old, even though he's a he's a thunder god. Yeah. So he, he's sort of like if you watch um, some of the stuff from Mortal Kombat One all the way up to Mortal Kombat XL at the moment, you can see that he has actually aged a lot. Um, just, so when you when you hear a film's coming and it's got Christopher Lambert and it, it kind of makes me feel the same way as if you hear. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has a new film coming out. He's got one every no, week. Yeah, not many, many people are going to see it, are they? Yeah, isn't no. he in the new kickboxer film? Yes, with David <laughs> <Yeah>. Batista. <laughs> yeah. I was, it's just like, why? Why are you doing this? Um, but I, I, want, I want to watch a new Dolph Lundgren film, Shark Lake. That's coming out pretty soon. In, uh, <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. And I only found this out because I went into a shop and it was on DVD. They made Kindergarten Cop too. Yep, I reviewed it what? about a month ago. <laughs> oh, go on, Stu. How amazing was it? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> it's really, yeah. It rehashes everything from the original but makes it worse by a huge margin. Oh, uh, it's like... <laughs> because Arnold clearly has no rights over anything because you had that and then they also did uh, Jingle All The Way too as well. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, with um, I can't remember the guy, and it was a big, tall, black comedian who who took over the role of um, Schwarzenegger's character in the sequel. I can't remember his name. Larry the Cable Guy was in that one, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, Larry the Cable Guy was the main uh, dude. Big, big chap with a beard. No, yeah. no, I'm already. There, there was a black guy in the film as well. That's the only thing I actually remember about it. So. Oh well, the first one. The first one was a good one. It was, it's a good I fell asleep during that the one. first one. The second one. The first one. Oh, it's a great film. No, <laughs> Ellie was in tears because she's like, I don't. She doesn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and, and she, what? I know, and she was in tears at the end of it. So, yeah, I was in tears during it, not for the right reason. Oh, it's a good film. No, <laughs> Sinbad's brilliant in it. Yeah, that's true. No. Yep. <laughs> so Mortal Kombat is it definitely yeah. happening has somebody actually is it official because Christopher Lambert might just be talking crazy I think he's I talking think crazy he wants, I think he wants to do it oh it's happening yeah it's happening yeah but you're are you a producer on it nope I'm going to be in it though. Uh, I just wish I think you. he just wants to ha- wants it to happen so he can actually be on a cinema screen again because it's been he, such a long time he was in that Coen Brothers movie which has now completely escaped my head the last one that they did the one Hail Caesar yeah he's in Hail Caesar for all of five minutes um, really I watched I think, that last week and I can't remember seeing him he is one of he's the director 
in one of the bits. See, that's the problem of Hail Caesar. It's not a film. It's a collection of scenes. Yeah. Um, and he's the direct. I'm pretty sure he's the director for the the Channing Tatum dancing. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's credited as Arnie Selsom. Yeah. Selsom. And, he, like and he's, he's yeah. You probably didn't recognise him because he is he is he's he's aged incredibly, um, which is a shame. Um, but it's not a shame; it's natural. But I was—I'm pretty sure I was the only one in the cinema to recognise him. He was born in 1957, though. Yeah. So you know he's clocking. He's on great. He's bit. great in Highlander. He's great in Highlander yeah. one, and and that's it. Oh, see, I have a fondness for Highlander two, the proper version. I yeah, there's a fortress there. Yeah. Oh, I quite oh, like fortress. Fortress, well, fortress is incredible. Yeah. The sequel's terrible, but the but yeah. the first one's amazing. It is. I like that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lambert's been mentioned on a podcast somewhere. Yeah. A little number will go up. Let's have a Christopher Lambert um, night of movies. Let's, yeah, uh, I've been let, for let's that. watch Tarzan. No, thank you. Oh, the one by, when they, uh, with Glenn Close in it, when they redubbed her entire voice, or was it Andy McDowell that got redubbed by Glenn Close? Oh, t- somebody, okay. somebody got redubbed. I haven't, oh, I haven't seen it. I just know that was like one of his first films, if not the first film oh, that he did. It's all right. It's not too I bad. love Christopher Lambert. Dude's awesome. He's, he's cool. Um, so, uh, yes, so Mortal Kombat 3. Not ha- it's not yeah. happening. No, I don't think it's happening. Um, something that's definitely, definitely happening is a new Saw film, Saw Legacy, the eighth one in the oh. series. Um, yeah. Mm. It's, I, was li- I was listening to you talking about this on your show, actually. Yeah, it's which was, going to be out yeah. um, October next year, so obviously Halloween. Uh, but the lockdown director's. So it was unknown who was going to actually helm the film, so people were hoping that uh, James Wan might return to direct. He's not. He's going to produce the film. So is Lee Winnell. He's going to produce the film. But they've got the Spearig brothers, who did Daybreakers and Predestination. Predestination I enjoyed. I like Daybreakers as well. Yeah, I'm not saying that. So, yeah, I think they've got um, good, uh, good directors there. They want to try and take it back to its original roots. So the feel of the first one rather than two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with the Spearig brothers uh, as choices are because the last film they did do was was Predestination. It was an intel- intelligent film, and that's what needs to come back into the sort of like torture porn genre. I hate that phrase, but that's what yeah. needs to come back into the torture genre a little bit more intelligence rather than it just be about contraptions killing people. There needs to be more of a cop thing there, and more of a a crime to be solved. Yeah, that's what made the first one good. I think it was you know there was actual investigations and cops, and there was a story behind it. Um, and I don't, I've only seen one and two, but from what I gather, the rest of them are just how far can we go? Three this torture porn stuff. Three's watchable, very watchable actually. After that, that's where it goes downhill. Am I right in thinking there's two of them that take place at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Five yeah, and six like pretty much feed six. into each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, something's happening on one side and then the other film focuses on the other half or something, which I suppose is quite clever. See, that the best way to look at the Saw series, it's very much like the Hellraiser series. After three, it starts to become really bad. And I've only seen Hellraiser one and two. The thing with Hellraiser, though, when it gets to number nine, then it's just laughable. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen <laughs> Troll 2? Uh, yes. I had I had the great fortune of seeing Troll 2. I say great fortune. Uh, a friend of mine, Billy Kirkwood, and his pal Joe Heenan do bad movies with good comedians. Um, although I think they call it bad movies with great comedians. 
Uh, and so the so the first one that we did was He Man, Masters of the Universe. Then we did Jaws Four, which I'd never seen before. Um, oh. Jaws Four: The Revenge, which was just terrible. Uh, and then who knew that sharks had GPS? That's the tagline. There was, there was a, they obviously they leave the island in the helicopter and the one of the comedians went, look, you can see the, the shark is hanging onto the helicopter. I'll get you. Uh, but they showed Troll 2 and obviously not a sequel to Troll 1. Uh, what an abomination that film is. That's it's, why it's known as the best worst movie ever made. Every single frame is terrible. It's comical. I just wanted yeah. your opinions on it. Apparently, there's a documentary on YouTube. There is. The documentary is really fantastic. Good. It's really, yeah. really funny, the documentary. Because it's the wee boy grown up, isn't it, who did the documentary? Yeah, but I, I definitely highly recommend the documentary. Even if you have no interest in seeing the film at all, just watch the documentary because it's fascinating, but also very, very funny. The film, nice. the, the, apparently, they filmed the trailer for the next one uh, of Danny. Is that his name in the film? It must be Danny. Something uh, like that. And uh, it's him running into McDonald's or whatever, asking for cheeseburgers so he can fight off the trolls. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The thing is, though, they're not even trolls in Troll 2. They're goblins. Goblins, yeah. Oh. What, uh, it's such a bizarre film. I just They're could... eating her and they're going to eat me. No! In <laughs> an odd film. Oh, what are they doing? Oh, they are, join us, Danny. Eat your mother. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> 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 And the not sexy, sexy lady mm-hmm. who, who tries to get one of the boys to to basically commit suicide by eating popcorn. It's all very odd, let's be honest. So, sounds all See, shit. I watch horror movies. Yeah. I watch bad horror movies. Yeah. I love, so I love I. the bad movie nights. I think they're really good because I think a film that bad is just hilarious to watch. Yeah, I I have a soft spot for like really really cheesy trauma esque kind of horror films. Um, when we had uh, the people from Cicada the movie on here, it was a joy to actually speak to them because they they are making a low, very 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 low budget movie, but they're making it an homage to the trauma movies, and so we had a very good conversation uh, about films like Birdemic and Troll and all those kind of. <laughs> Movies there, and they were fine for the, their movie to be labelled as a really cheesy movie because that's exactly what they were going for. And I, I have a slight little soft spot in my horror heart for, for those kind of silly, silly films. I know. I wonder how Cicada's coming off. Yeah, I'm wondering as well. It'd be nice to actually get those those back on the show once it's um, nearly finished. Off. I shall put it on my uh, to do list and try and track them because they were fantastic to just speak to. They are huge horror fans as well, and that's when you know that the film itself is going to be fun because they are proper, proper horror fans and so they understand what they're creating rather than just creating the first studio who wants to make some money. Yeah. Um, has anybody seen the, the poster of Bill Skarsgård as uh, Pennywise? Yes. Uh, yes. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my, 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 my concern about this is that they make it too good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I think the original the original wasn't a movie, was it? It was a two-part movie, yeah, two part mo- TV, TV movie, movie thing. Well, they're making this a two-parter as well. Is it is it going to be a film that they're releasing in cinemas? Or is it just yeah, going it's to be out in a- cinemas um, September 8th, 2017. It's going to be directed by the guy who did Mama, Andres I, Muschietti. Mama was all right. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't... The ending was good. Um, but again, CGI was just over the top. Um, 
as is the problem with most of these. But I don't know. I really enjoy the original, and and it's you know Tim Curry to me is Pennywise. Um, so, but do you not think the original casting because it was with another director, wasn't it? Who then left, and now it's come back again. Oh, Will, was it Will, Will Powter? Yeah, that would have been, and he would have been amazing. Yeah, and then. I was sort of rather miffed when they announced a new guy, and I'm like, oh, Will Bowter. Um, but he can't do it because of scheduling. So it's like, well, if he's busy doing something else, that's fine. So it's not like they went, we don't want you, Will, yeah. um, scheduling thing. But Will Bowter would have been amazing. Yeah. As, as Pennywise, I think. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know how it will turn out, to be honest. Like I said, I'm worried it will be too good. I'm worried it's going to rape my childhood without lubricant. <sighs> don't. Start. <laughs> That's disturbing. Do, do you know st- well, I, well, actually, during my childhood, I came out in like 1990. I was about like 20. Well, I was about 20 then. So you know what the hell? Do not, do not start. You'll get me talking about Ghostbusters, and then we'll all just fall out. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about Ghostbusters a little later on. And then we'll all we fall out. I, I, no, I was pleasantly surprised with Stu's review from. We'll that get onto that though. Cool. I was. I'm happy I was to talk sc- about budgets and box office. I've done my research. Hey. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, anybody watch the trailer for now? This movie is t- number one on my must see list of them this Monster year. Call. Yeah, Monsters Call. Anybody see the new trailer for it? No. Oh, you please watch it. I just absolutely fell in love with that trailer. That trailer is phenomenal. Cool. It is absolutely phenomenal. Best trailer I've seen for a film in a good, good while. I shall load it up on my YouTube playlist. It, it's a it's a longish trailer, but the field for for what you get from uh, watching that trailer there is I cannot wait to see this movie. So is it a monster calls? A monsters monsters calls. Monsters call. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely phenomenal that trailer. Absolutely cool. loved it. But it was oh. a movie that I I can't wait to see. Couldn't wait to see anywhere because I I love Juan Antonio Bayona. He's a phenomenal director. Good and cast so, as well. Yeah, it's a f- brilliant cast, but I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to be there straight away, dear one. I'll probably book the deer off work just to go and see it. I'm that eager to see this film. I'm really hoping it doesn't disappoint. But every single, <laughs> no, exactly. I build up, um, I've built up a lot of hype with uh, Bayona films in the past, and they've never ever disappointed. So, because The Orphanage is a brilliant movie, um, The Impossible is a brilliant movie as well. So, I just can't. I cannot wait for this. Monsters Calls. It's my number cool. one. Felicity Jones, so I'll, I'll happily watch it. I think she's a great actress. It's um, just, it has everything in the trailer. It has hints of horror. It has emotion. It has little bits of action. The special effects look just gorgeous. Everything just in that trailer looks gorgeous. It's got um, a very, very Del Toro feel to it. Guillermo Del Toro feel to it. Did you? What did you think of Crimson Peak? I loved it. See, I really enjoyed it as well. Um... And I feel like people really, really rained down on it. And I thought it was quite oh, a good do you film. Know, the reason they rained down on it, I've not seen it yet. It's on my Blu-ray pile to watch at some point. But the reason that they rained down on it, they went into it expecting it was going to be one thing and they got another. And they were like, what? This isn't what I ordered. Which is not what I, what, which is not what I was expecting because I knew what, I was, no. what the film was actually about. And so I... I I just loved it. I loved it. I put it, I think it made it my fourth best film of last year. I really, I really enjoyed it. The cast were amazing in it. Yeah, Mia um, Vasakovska, She's she's just got that look. Yeah, she's got that sort of like fairy tale, dark fairy tale look. Because I really enjoyed um, Pan's Labyrinth as well. That yeah. was just oh, that's just an incredible yep. film. And obviously, 
Uh, Pacific Rim is one of my top ten films. I really enjoyed Pacific Rim. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Finally, finally getting a sequel. Yep. Yep. Mil- John Boyega. Maelstrom. Pacific Rim Maelstrom. Yep. I'm up for that. I saw that. I saw that on in D box. Uh, so when they were when the Jaegers were charging, you felt that you were charging. <laughs> it was just really really good. <laughs> I just like the soundtrack. Like, get out on my iPod now. They're doing the the. Sorry, Stu, I'm coming off track, but just talking about cinema. Um, the, the one in Glasgow here, they're turning it into a 4DX cinema. So they're going to have wind and some water and some smoke and sound and smells and movement. And part of me is like, yeah, cool. But the other part of me is like, why are they going this far? Do, do people can't people just sit down and watch a film anymore? Um, and I think they're, they're maybe taking it a bit too far. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course they are. But, yeah. All it takes is one person with an allergy to kick off, and then all this fancy crap will just disappear. Do you think they're doing it to compete with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime? Yeah, I think they're doing it to compete with all that lot, as well as stop piracy to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I would have said so. piracy would be my first choice, but I think now. I think piracy might be on the decline slightly just because everything is on demand fairly quick. Yeah, true. If they want to stop, if they want more people to go to cinema... Bring the prices just, down. <laughs> no, not, not even the prices, just stop dickheads using mobile phones in it. Yeah. It's fine. And I'll go back to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Hand, hand, hand your phone in before you go into yep. the screen. Yep. That's what I think they should do. I, I'm with you. I went to see Ghostbusters uh, and a person was on their phone. I'm like, what are you actually doing? Go away. Or the idiots who sit in the cinema taking pictures of themselves. Oh, what the fuck? I know, I had that. Getting the well. kids to sit down. Let's take a picture of it. Do you want to put the flash on? Yeah, let's put the flash on. That'll not annoy other people. Oh, God, you assholes. And they don't care. They don't <laughs> no, they care. Don't. I went to see... Uh, I won't mention the film. It was a Vince Vaughn film. I'll let you guess from there. And uh, the kids up the back row were just talking all the way through it. Chucking popcorn at everybody on their phones, taking pictures, calling people. Went and told the staff. Staff gave them a warning, and as soon as the guy went away, started up again. And one little twat said to their little twat, "Oh, we'll get chucked out." And he went, "I don't care. Film's almost over wow. anyway." And it, I'd, have got, I'd have gone to his seat and beat him like a drum. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I wish. <laughs> I wish that I'd have gone all animal from the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> You went Hulk on them because yeah. that's that's why I don't go to cinema as much as I do because I don't want to because I'll I'll spend thirty quid or whatever getting there getting a ticket getting some food just to have some idiot ruin the very first viewing of a film that I want to watch yeah. and you can never watch a film for the first time again c- you have it ruined so I can't remember what we went to see now because because we see everything but during the trailers just one little idiot just shouted they die. They die. They die. So do you. Snap his neck. All the way, like and all the way through all the way through the trailers. Like, what are you actually up to, you little shit? Yeah. I went, uh, I think it's when Annette and I went to see, what the heck did we go and see? I remember Star Wars or something like that. I think we sat down, inter-allocated seating. Auditorium was pretty empty because it was a daytime thing. We sat down right in the middle. Guy, An old guy sits next to us and starts going, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
I don't give a shit if I'm going to look like an arse if I get up and moved. We got up and moved. And then it went, oh, what's he going to think? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Star Wars is coming out in a minute. But it's like, oh my God, you got a whole theatre to say. Yeah. Just, get out of my way. I know. Those, when I went to see Ghostbusters and IMAX, I had a guy next to me whose laugh was so loud and obnoxious it just ran over all the lines. And it's just like, well, I know what they're saying, but your pals don't. <laughs> it's just like, stop being an orange. <laughs> I want to enjoy the cinema experience. That's why I go. So I have a cinema yep. cart. I love the experience. I love the trailers and I love the film and I love the big screen and I love the sound. I love all that. I don't get that on my telly. Do you know what I mean? I just hate the audience. I just hate the audience. Although yep. midnight screenings of things like Deadpool, X Men, Star Wars, whatever, you're you're all in it together. You you know you're all there for the same reason. And those nights are really really special. Uh, just not with the kids involved. Oh, any more any more news, Steve? Um, a couple of other bits and bobs. Sigourney Weaver has said that Neil Blomkamp's Alien will give Ripley an ending. Woo! So it will be the last time we'll see Ripley. And oh, that it, it is definitely going to forget Alien 3 and Resurrection. Good. See, I I heard you mention this on your show. It's like a recap. It's like an advert for Stu's Monday yeah. movie show. Um, that's what I was going to listen to in close proximity to doing this one. And you were saying that they were going to race Alien 3 and 4. 4, I'm not really asked about. Three, I really like three. Yeah, you like I'm, three. I'm not. I don't. So do I. I think it's really lazy writing or filmmaking or whatever. When they go, oh yeah, well that didn't quite work, so we're gonna forget about that. We'll just can pretend it never happened. Yeah, it did happen because they're br- bringing back Newt, aren't they? Yeah. So the way I I said on my show was the fact that um, it was never actually given what the gap was from the end of Aliens to the start of Alien 3, from when the, sh- the, the ship crashed, landed yep. on the prison planet in Alien 3. There was never a, a time scale given. So anything could have happened between the, the ship cr- uh, leaving um, in Aliens and it crashing in Alien 3. Anything could happen in that time there. It could be 20 years, it could be 30 years, it could be 50 years. So Ripley could be coming from a different planet then. So it, it, I know they're going to look at it like the fact that yeah, Sigourney Weaver's aged and Newt is different, but they, they could work some kind of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing into there somewhere. Yeah, of course. But to just erase Alien 3, it's like, what? I don't... That doesn't sit well with me. I, so. I, I, want to, I want to buy Alien and Aliens on Blu-ray because apparently there's a, a scene in, in the Blu-ray edition which wasn't a scene. I'm doing it for a scene. So like the Big Bang Theory. Let's go see Indiana Jones. There's 17 more seconds that we haven't seen. <laughs> uh, but a scene where Paul Reiser's character, they find him and he's all in an alien cocoon and he's like, oh, Ripley, help me. And she gives him a grenade and walks off. But, oh, no, isn't that in the first Alien with Tom Skerritt? Yeah, it's in Aliens, apparently. Really? Did that as well? Yeah. Cool. Um, no. So I'd, I'd quite like to because Aliens is just one of the... It, it's an incredible film. They talking about sequels that are better than predecessor. I, Aliens was just a cracking film. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm up for it. I'm up for this Alien Five film. I'm really, really miffed that they bumped it for for uh, Prometheus Two because I was really, really excited. I was like, yes, Ripley and you, and are they bringing back? Uh, yeah, Michael Bean apparently is back. Yeah, so I'm. I'm oh no, no, that's that's Alien, isn't it? I'm getting all confused. No, Michael. Now, yeah, Michael Bean. Mike, Michael Bean yeah, is apparently yeah. come back for Alien Five. 
Yeah, yeah, but not Prometheus. Not Prometheus. Yeah. Between Prometheus Alien and Covenant. Aliens. Yeah. Alien Covenant. Yeah, Thank not you. Prometheus. Yeah. It's not called Prometheus Two anymore. <laughs> yeah, because the, the Ridley Scott realised his mistake. Let's make an alien film, but yeah. we won't call it Alien, and there won't be any aliens in it. <laughs> it's not a prequel. It is a prequel. It's nothing to do with aliens. Gonna... I know the trailer makes it look that way, but it's nothing. Oh, oh yeah, now it is. You're, yeah, you're going to find out how it all started. Well, sort of. We're going to show you the beginning of the start, and then we'll show you the middle of the start, and then we'll show you the end of the start, which might lead into Alien, but it might not. I miss the older Ridley Scott. Do you know when like a Ridley Scott project would come out and you go, oh, brilliant. You know, like your Blade, Blade Runner, your extended version of Kingdom of Heaven and all that sort of stuff. But now it's just like, what? Matchstick Man? Eh? Do you think Crazy. he's doing paint by numbers? Do you think he's just... Us- yeah, I think so. I think he just likes filmmaking, so he's like, yeah, I'll do that one. Well, he's, yeah, well, he's revisiting these classics, isn't he? Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for Blade Runner 2, but Blade Runner was Blade Runner was just a film on it completely on its own. Yeah, I don't know how a sequel is going to come into it, because I'm worried that they'll try and answer the question of, is Deckard a replicant? And I don't want that answered. I mean, I know it's pretty much a given that it is, he is, but I don't want that answered. <laughs> It depends which version you watch. Yeah, is there not like 10? Yeah, I've got five on the uh, DVD set that <sighs> I've got. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But Sean, Sean Young was great in it. She was. That's all I've got to say. I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that pre- pre- Alien Covenant has bumped an alien film that I actually want. Because <laughs> they're saying it could be two years away now, and I'm like, oh, just, just make it, just do it. There's no harm making two films at the same time. Well, Marvel do it. Jeez. Yeah, Marvel got like three going at any one time. Star Wars. Star Wars. Pretty much got an overlap on those. Yep. So. Yeah, the difficult thing though there is that Ridley Scott is directing uh, Alien Covenant. He's producing um, Alien 5. So obviously uh, Blomkamp is working on it now. He wants to try yep. and make it the best thing he can possibly can make it. So that's given him enough time to actually come up with more concept art, the brilliant concept art that he's released, um, tweak the story, and then just go straight into it as soon as um, Alien Covenant is released. Because they might be hedging their bets this time instead of just instantly diving in with Alien 5. They might be looking to see what Covenant actually does, see if there is still an interest interest there for it. Because if there isn't, then it's going to lose them a ton of money if they're just going to release Alien 5. But if they see that um, Covenant has actually done pretty well, they'll go, yes, there is still still people that want to see an Alien film, so we'll go ahead with, with Alien 5. I think the problem is it gets very confusing now because a lot of people are like, I don't want to watch Alien Covenant. I'm waiting for Prometheus 2. And they don't, <laughs> they just keep getting baffled by all these name uh, changes. Stu- the, only, the, the only ones who will do that are the people who actually know that it is now called Alien Covenant because if you're not in the movie verse, you'll not be typing Prometheus 2 into IMDb because as soon as you type in Prometheus 2 into IMDb, it'll take you to Alien Covenant. So they'll not know it actually was originally called Prometheus 2. They'll just see it as Alien Covenant. True. Um, it annoys me that it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a straight sequel either. Because it ended in a cliffhanger of her going off of the head of David to to try and find these aliens that created mankind. Um but that's not going to be. It's not going to pick up from that. I don't think. Well, no, but they're both in it. Aren't yeah, the yeah. synopsis on IMDb says the crew of the colony ship Covenant discover what they think is an uncharted paradise, but it is actually a dark, dangerous world whose sole inhabitant is the synthetic David, survivor of the doomed Prometheus expedition. 
Hmm. Yeah. No, oh well. Oh well, we'll see. So we shall see. Yep. So when's it out? Uh, um it's <laughs> out fourth of August twenty seventeen. Oh well we've got Wow, time. something's actually coming out next year then. That's amazing. Normally it's like twenty twenty seven. Yep. <laughs> no. Jesus. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Marvel. Yeah. Excuse so. me. Excuse me. <laughs> uh Doctor Strange is coming out in October, I think. That's true. But the thing is with Marvel they go, Oh, phase twelve, blah, and everybody's like going mental and getting all excited like when is this out oh is it 2023 yeah really get a grip just there's lots of films coming out this year when star wars 9 gonna be out is it 2019 next december no uh, star wars 9 no 20 2019 yeah yeah 2019 yeah. and rogue one this year episode 8 year after han solo Whatever. film han solo don't care about that <laughs> year after that and who knows See, i feel really bad because i don't care about rogue one Oh, it does look pretty good. Though. I know, but I don't. I don't like the director, um, and I, I know this would be really bad. But I know how it ends, and I know. I know <laughs> yeah, you know, I wonder if they get the plans. And everyone's like, "Oh, but it's not the destination; it's the journey." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but meh, I don't know." Yeah, but the thing is, like, oh, it's the journey, okay, but I know they do it. Yeah. So I'm not, there's no peril. If there's any scenes in that film where it's like, oh, are we going to get these plans? Oh, no, no, we're going to get caught. Yeah, no, you're not. I'm sure, you're gonna, I'm sure it'll you know. be good, but I can't help but have this foreboding fear that they're all going to die anyway. <laughs> so you, yeah, so you didn't like monsters? Oh, I hated monsters. I'm sorry. It was the most boring piece of contrived drivel I've ever yeah. had the uh, misfortune <laughs> of seeing. It was so boring. And the and the moral message: oh, We were the monsters all along. Fuck so my off. guess is you've not seen the sequel. I have. I like it's even. I worse. like the sequel. <laughs> no, the sequel. The sequel is really good. No, it's as, not. I know. Let me, let me finish. The sequel is really good as a military movie. Yeah. As a monster sequel, it's shit because the monsters don't even need <laughs> to, to be know, in it. He had no but as a, as a film about soldiers, it's actually quite good. Oh, but when, yeah. he start, when he starts freaking out at the end, uh, oh, oh, sorry, mate. The the both bored the living piss out of me, and and like he just he just Gareth Edwards has has this really bad problem of I've not been able to direct. I've not been able to direct. <laughs> he, he's really good at, at teasing something that could be really cool and then not showing you it at the last minute. And Godzilla is the biggest culprit of that. And everyone went, oh, he did such a good job in Monsters. Look at his effects, and that's what they cared about. They cared about the low budget effects because they yeah. looked really good. So they hired him to do Godzilla. And Godzilla, where you're looking at the 1990s version, which was good, don't care what you say, it's a good film, uh, okay. or you're looking at the original, the Japanese originals, the whole thing you wanted to see was Godzilla fighting monsters and, and killing shit. And it, it, it takes so long to see any of that. Um, and they really, really, really pitched the whole, we have Brian Cranston. And then you kill him off as, as the main character. They, like same with Deep Blue Sea with Samuel Jackson. We've that, got yeah, Samuel Jackson. But he lasted longer. Yeah, but yeah, they did that really well in Deep Blue Sea because if you listen to the commentary for Deep Blue Sea, he's obviously doing commentary, and as soon as his character dies in it, he goes, "Well, folks, that's me fucking dead. Goodbye." And he walks. It's sort in. of like <laughs> Steven Seagal an executive decision to kill him off after ten minutes. Yeah, for me, that, that's when I switched off the film because that's all I needed to see. Finally, somebody actually killed that punk off. I think cholesterol's going to kill Steven Seagal, actually. That guy keeps getting bigger. He's going to be like Elvis. He's going to die with a hamburger on his hand on the toilet. <laughs> but yes, to, <laughs> don't, to, answer your, don't film it. to answer your question, no, I don't like monsters. Um, I, I, how he got the Rogue One gig, I don't know. Um, it is weird, isn't it? Because... 
I think Colin Trevorrow got it, but he's not got a massive CV. Gareth Edwards got it. Ryan Johnson got Ryan it. Ryan Johnson, of, I can kind of see because Looper, sorry, Ryan Johnson, because yeah. he because Looper was incredible. Yeah, but no, it's a good film. But you look at the filmographies, and yeah. you're like, well, you've not got a proven track record. Colin Trevorrow was a bit of a surprise because um, he did that one about time travel, didn't he? Yeah, safety not guaranteed. Um, which I didn't really enjoy, but I didn't really watch. I'm not saying. Um, but Jurassic Park. Jurassic World, sorry, was obviously a, a huge success. Yeah, it was. And obviously they went, well, you, you handled that so you can handle a Star Wars film. Um, yeah. But Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One's so bizarre. Like how, how that got handed him. him. him, him. You, you really want to see like Josh Trank and Colin Trevorrow sat down before the films going, what you got? Jurassic World, wee, what you got? Fantastic Four, we've made it! <laughs> Woohoo! They finally trust us to make a movie. And then sit them down afterwards going, how'd you get on? Oh, you're gonna have money. to trust We're some of them it. sometime though, because you're just gonna yeah, get yeah. the same directors churning out the same crap over and over again. But you have to act. There has to be a time where you do need to move on because it, it's it's just because they've directed one or two films doesn't mean <laughs> that they're not going to actually direct a really good film for their third one oh, or their fourth one. No, so I think I think if they've got a really really good production team behind them and if they've got the studio that will back them and will help them and nurture them, I think that will. That'll be a good film make, but I f- but they also need the studio to let them make. Yeah, the film, and I think which Fox, Fox did not do with Fox Josh. Is so unbelievably interfering, and I'm amazed that Deadpool got made, and I'm amazed that Deadpool got made the way it was intended to get made. Do you know why that got made? Because it was cheap. Yeah. If that was like a hundred and fifty to two hundred million dollar movie, that would have come out a mess because they would have interfered in and, it. And you so know, their, that's the their, their profits just skyrocketed because of that because everybody wanted a Deadpool movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Stu. They, they they need to be trusting directors and bringing out new directors. But Fox buried Josh Trank. They really, yeah, really they did. did. They did the same thing with Fincher with Alien Three, though, didn't they? Well, he mm-hmm. he came back out on top, though, and David Fincher's an incredible he director. Um, I, I wrote to him. I think it was just after Seven came out, and I, I'm like, "Hey, hey, fuck those people at Fox. I hope they're laughing now and stuff." And he sent me a nice little note What's back. What's in the box? It's Ripley's head. Yeah. What's in the box? Ripley's head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, oh well. But, we have got about 15 minutes to rattle through what Stu's watched, what I've watched, and what you've watched. Because I know you're off to do another podcast, Fraser. At, at half eight, so. I'm doing another podcast. Yes. Half eight. You've got so. me for 40 minutes. And then I've got hey. a quick quiz at the end. Hey! Nice. So, have you watched a lot of films, Stu? Do you want me to go first? And then I've watched a couple of films, yours? but I think I've got all the biggest ones. So, cool. I'll go. I'll go first. You go first. I'll, I'll go first. I watched The Shallows. Oh, I love that film. That's that was amazing. Lively. That was so good. I think I just like shark movies. I don't know, because I watched The Reef, which is on Netflix, and I enjoyed that. And I watched The Shallows, which is just, it is pretty much just Blake Lively sitting on a, lo- on a rock a couple of hundred yards offshore. How do I get back? And it is, I loved it. I, I love these one location, minimal type films like Buried. Put a guy in a box, 90 minutes, lock. Just driving up to Birmingham, one guy on a car phone. Um which didn't have any sharks in it, but no, the, the Shallows was awesome. I'd heard it described as the best shark film since Jaws, which is possible, but because you've got to look at the other shark films yeah. <laughs> that came out. Although I am a fan of open water, 
which uh, is another one of these low-budget films. Yeah, Blake Lively is a very underrated actress, I feel. I think she's a great actress. So the, the director of House of Wax and Unknown has actually finally made a good film. Did that, uh, that guy actually make yeah, the House of Wax? Uh, one called Sarah. He made House of Wax and Orphan and Nonstop and Unknown. Well, Orphan's good. Un- uh, non-stop, non-stop but not... Yeah, it was all right. Unknown wasn't. I didn't like that. He also did uh, that, a sequel to that film, Goal. <laughs> oh, Goal yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. Goal 2, yeah. Funnily enough, and yes, and go- there is a Goal 3 as well. I have all three of them sat downstairs. Yep. Yep, in my British movie collection. So, But The, the Shallows was well impressive. I really liked it. It is just effectively one woman, one shark. Um, but it fits. You know, the, the, any little plot devices kind of work. So it's pretty awesome. I will, it's going to keep me out of the water. Anyway, go so. when it's on Netflix. Nice. And I am having breakfast next week with pretty much the entire cast of The Walking oh, Dead. Rub it in. Such, such is my life. Robert. Uh, so I've binge watched this week the entire sixth season of The Walking Dead from Tuesday to Friday, sixteen episodes. Bang! That is the way to watch that show. I think binge watch it. I don't think I could ever go back week to week. Because it just works. If you get a little bit of a duff episode, which there weren't many in it, you just go, eh, been a little long in 40 minutes. So that, that was pretty much my week. And I watched two episodes so far of a TV show, also by Robert Kirkman, um, Outcast, which is all right, but I'm not a fan of demon possessions and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. But they've got the balance quite right, so it's not all people spider walking downstairs and stuff but yeah. there's a little bit of it in was pixel, but that's, was pixel not in it <laughs> i probably she was probably the contortionist <laughs> demon thing yeah. uh, it's not a great show it's not like wow you've got to watch it but it's all right so far from the two episodes i've seen yeah i've seen the first two episodes as well what do you think i liked it uh, but i haven't gone back to watching any more episodes after episode two so i might what channel is it yeah. on it's uh, on Netflix. Not oh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, isn't it? Um, or is it Amazon Prime? No, I it's on um, Fox over here. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah, I don't have that channel. No. Do you not? I do. No. So. But Stranger Things is on Netflix, and apparently that's supposed to be quite I'll good. I'll get onto that a little bit. Cool. My bit. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, my week has just been Walking Dead and Outcast. Um, and that's it. So, that's an easy one. So over to you, Stu. Uh, again, I'll, I'll go third because I think, I've, like I said, I've got oh. the bigger, bigger films. I think all Fraser's watched is uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, happily go, and, and... I'll happily go through the last three films I've watched at Cine World if you want. Yeah, go for Just it. Just quickly, yep. so we'll start with the, the last one. So Central Intelligence, believe it or not, I went to see it. Uh, oh, I know it's not a horror film, sorry. I know. Uh, uh, I like Kevin off. Hart. I like Kevin Hart. Uh, I like The Rock, and it was just it was just a good, funny, brainless ninety-minute film that didn't do me any harm. When um, it has Aaron Paul in it in a sort of cameo role, and he says "science bitch," whatever he said, whatever he said in Breaking Bad, and everyone said about that's that thing he said in that film. Science, yo, yeah. bitch. So yes. that was all right. And then I went to see. Oh, you're gonna hate me. Went to see Absolutely Fabulous the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was, God, it was, why? It was, because I've got a cinema card, Stuart, and if Ellie has a day off, we'll go to the cinema and we'll just play Cinema Roulette, and whatever happens to be on at that time, we'll go see it. So you got so the basically, bullet. yeah, basically that one, you shot yourself <laughs> in the temple. Um, yeah. it, it wasn't the worst film I've seen this year. 
Certainly wasn't. Was. Certainly wasn't the best film I've seen this year. What was the worst film I saw this year? Oh, Troll Two, maybe. Um, <laughs> I've seen tons of films. Independence Day Two is quite far up my list of bad films. Um, but you know, you're you're speaking to somebody who enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two, so I really can't help you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna we, have a, we got, I'm gonna have a quick look off my list what the worst film is I've seen this year myself. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what the worst one is that I have. The Dirty Grandpa. Um, that was I quite enjoyed that. It was absolute garbage. London has fallen. Oh, oh I like that. I, 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 that was Fifty I, Shades I, of Black. Uh, <laughs> I know what my worst film was probably going to be, uh, and Zoolander Two. Yeah, Zoolander Two was horrible. It was, wasn't it? It's just, it was, you know. Oh no, I tell a complete lie. Zoolander Two is quite close, but Hail Caesar is definitely the worst film I've seen this year. Oh, I wanted. To I'm watch sorry, it. Stuart, but it's just, it's a collection of scenes. Like Josh Brolin's character could have been completely removed from the film, and it wouldn't have changed anything. Kindergarten right. Cop Two. <laughs> Yeah. It's a British so that, horror film called Exmo, which I absolutely hor- it just hated. It was horrible. Grimsby. Oh, that film is horrible. Oh, oh no, I, I I saw the trailer for that and I was like, nope, I don't. It's, no, Mark Strong, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, so the most recent film I saw, and, I, and it will lead on to it, is Ghostbusters. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely adored it. Tusk. That's the worst film I've seen this year. Tusk? Tusk. Yeah. Yep. No, I don't think I've even heard of that. Oh, uh, let me let me pitch it to you, Fraser, and you're going to run out and buy it. It's a Kevin Smith written and directed film. I like Kevin Smith. I'm a fan of Kevin Smith's. It's about a guy who gets kidnapped by another guy who wants to turn him into a walrus. <laughs> there you go. And I'm yep. That's, he's that's, he's yep. he's such a bipolar filmmaker. He'll go do a oh, film yeah. like that, then he'll do Red State, but then he'll go do Clerks Three. Or then he would go do the ice hockey one. He's doing one, isn't he? Yeah. Yoga horses. Yeah, and then and then he'll do an episode of The Flash, and then you yep. know, and then he'll do something. He's doing. He's, moose jaws. That's his next. He's yep. just and wasn't he retiring after Clerks too? Did, did that not? <laughs> the same where Quentin Tarantino's retiring and oh, wait, the same where Steven Soderbergh's retiring or retired. Was, was the Hateful Eight this year or last year? Last, last year. year. Well, so uh, a bit of both. It was last year it came out. Well, that was the worst one Unlimited, I saw last year. Yeah, I need to revisit that because I think I might like it a little bit more than I hated it. It was just, <laughs> uh, last it, year. It was just an over-the-top remake of Reservoir Dogs, basically. It was, and it was also a very good... The way I want to rewatch it again is if you think of it as like an Agatha Christie-type story where a bunch of people in a room, somebody's done something, yep. it might be quite clever, but I just thought too much racial... Slandering yeah. The thing is, though, it me. takes you forty-five minutes to get to that room. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. I, I I the last film I saw of his which I really enjoyed was Inglorious Bastards. That was the last yep. one I enjoyed. Uh, and Kill Bill, the Kill Bill, Kill Bill. I don't call them Kill Bill one or two. It's Kill Bill. Uh, yeah, it that's is. that's my favorite film he's ever done. Mine would be a uh, true romance, true. which I know he, he didn't, didn't direct, do, but yeah. he wrote, but he wrote it. So. Oh, that's a great film. Christopher Walken's amazing in that film. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Ghostbusters. It's it's definitely my my top film of the year so far Woo. because I have joy in my heart, and it was <laughs> it was a funny it was a funny fun film. Just, I can hear trolls all over the world going, Fraser, you're wrong. Oh well, I don't care if you like it. Of course it, not. 
wrong. You're mistaken. It, it, you really didn't like it. Other people might not think it was a good film, but I really enjoyed it. I loved everything about it. No, you didn't. You hated the, it. You just don't realise it. The cast was spot on, <laughs> but I'm an SNL fan. You know, I've watched SNL since I was very young. And I still and SNL now is sadly not what SNL used to be. As soon as Bill Hader left, SNL was done for me. Um, I'm hoping we get a new Bill Hader. Um, the cast were great. The effects were really good. Everyone's like, oh, but it was too CGI heavy. It's about ghosts and people who <laughs> catch them. What do you? Yeah, but they could have. They could have done them practically. They did, Fraser. They but they did. Real Look at the behind the scenes. <laughs> there are actors in light suits. And they've just added light suits on top of them. So fuck off. Right? <laughs> Slimer in that film is a puppet. Just saying. That's how cool that film is. Um, <laughs> it, obviously, there's there's a few winks and nods to the original, but it doesn't rely on the original. Um, it, it starts at, a, it starts at a, a kind of haunted mansion, and then something happens and a ghost appears and a guy screams and it goes, Ghostbusters! And as soon as that happened and the music kicked in, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. It just felt like a Ghostbusters film. It could. I refuse to watch it because there's women it in it. <laughs> well, a... They come over here and they steal our acting Look, jobs. There's a man in it too. Make movies. There's a man in it too. Chris Hemsworth is in it and he's, and, and he's very good in it. Um, someone's like, oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they made him... They just made him a useless bimbo who who's useless, and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, welcome to our world. This is what every woman <laughs> character is in a film." Um, yep. the, the 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 soundtrack of songs were good, uh, very similar <laughs> to what they did in the original. I I enjoy the Fallout Boy version. No, God, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no. It, it reminds me a little bit of the Extreme Ghostbusters theme tune, um, but Walk the Moon's version. Uh, is really really good. Uh, Get Ghost, which is the end title music, is good fun. The end titles are fun. Uh, there's a nice little tease at the end of the credits. So if they're lucky enough to get the sequel, it might go down that path. They will. It'll make. Money it's made for in America. It made forty-seven million. It grabbed the number two spot, beaten by Secret Life of Pets. And I'm not surprised because Secret Life of Pets is a U-rated film. And all the kids are going to go see it, so I'm not surprised. And Ghostbusters. The thing is, though, the, the thing with the Secret Life of Pets is it's been out a couple of weeks. Yeah. So when in number one last week, with um, a couple of weeks ago, with over 100 million, and then it dropped by about 20 percent, and now it's dropped by another 20 percent. So it's been yeah. out a few weeks. Yeah, Ghostbusters still couldn't beat it. Yeah, but I suppose all of the negative reviews and nonsense just were against it, and a lot of people were like, you know, we went to see it on Monday and then we saw it again on Tuesday at the IMAX and as we, we went for dinner first and it was a woman who served us at the restaurant and she goes oh what are your plans and we're oh we're off to see Ghostbusters and she goes, I've just heard bad things about it and it's like but you are aware it's been out for less than 24 hours <laughs> how many people have you heard and, she, and we said that we enjoyed it and she went oh well that, that's all well, well well I'll give it a go then so I think nice. people need to be convinced I think that's I think that's the problem um, but if anyone if anyone tries to say, oh, it only made forty seven million, it's a failure, then they have. I've seen that headline. Well, yep. well yeah, and there's, oh, it missed out in the box office, and I thought, shit, did it not make the top ten? No, it made number two. <laughs> it's just yep. it's the just, thing. The thing is, though, with it is that it's not getting released in China. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not it, getting released and, in China because the fact that it promotes cults or uh, superstitions and. Uh, yeah. 
the Chinese do not allow Americanized films or outside of their country kind of films to to do that. So with China now being the second biggest market in the world, yeah. um, it's actually slowly starting to become the biggest market in the world. It's going to miss out on a big chunk of money. Yeah. And well, so if, China- if something like um, if – oh, my mind's gone blank. I've wrote it down on my other news sheet for my show tomorrow. But, uh, but but surely the studio must have had an inkling that there was that possibility. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. If like, the Warcraft movie, um, after it made some like two hundred and twenty million dollars in 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 China, if that is now classified as a failure because it's um it's worldwide worldwide takings is fifteen million dollars short of its uh, overall like budget because it was like around about one hundred and sixty million. $170 million budget, and then you've got the promotional stuff on top of that as well. Um, if they deem that as a failure in there, Ghostbusters needs to make worldwide more than $400 million in, yeah. in that ballpark that it's not going to do it. But, uh, but but you've also got to add on the TV rights, the home video rights, the, the streaming rights. That's not rights, what studios will look at, though, because they'll look at that a bit of a delay down the line, and so they need to make a decision quite snappy if they're going to make a sequel to it or not. But surely yeah. Star Wars. They'll, they'll, but surely Star Wars hasn't made four hundred million, has it? Oh, easily. Easily. It? It, it oh god, that million, clocked, over, that clocked, clocked over a billion. Yeah, yeah but, over a billion. I think, but it hasn't beat the Avengers, has it? Um, I will look while we're chatting, but I remember that because people were like, "Oh, Star Wars is going to be Avatar," and I went, "No chance." Yeah, because we, because we, we're not we're, happening. Because when Star Wars came out, you, we were discussing it, and you and you and I were like, "Hmm, I'm sure it would do yeah. well," but we didn't think it would do as well as it actually did. And I can't remember if we discussed the figures on it. No, I don't know if we discussed the figures, but there's no way. I mean, Avatar is just a crazy blip, isn't it? But I'd be, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, Avatar. I, I do not understand how Star Avatar. Star Wars: Force Awakens is the third highest grossing film of all time, just What's over two one? billion. What's number Avatar's one? Avatar's one. Titanic <sighs> is two. Jurassic World is four. Marvel's uh, The Avengers is five. Okay, I'm happy with The Avengers being in there. I don't, I don't get Avatar's success. I don't understand it. It was such an average film. Yeah, but it was they they sold Avatar on this is new technology. This is going to be amazing. So 3D tickets, which is pretty much the only way you could watch Avatar, they're more expensive. But it, it came out around Christmas time and there was virtually no competition. Yeah. But everyone's like, So people were going back to watch that. But I don't I mean I like Avatar, but I couldn't give a shit. If the sequel comes out tomorrow, I'll wait for it on Blu-ray. Did, I'm not bothered. Didn't they have to have like support groups in China because people were getting really, really wrapped up in it? <laughs> is that yeah, right? They were, they, they were the, Yeah. And everyone was like, Oh, you're gonna have such a submersive experience and I was kind of like, Oh, that's a bit good and then I watched it and went, Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> average. Yeah, I like James Cameron, go but back. just leave leave the Avatar, go back to Terminator. Go Back the, uh, well, not after Genesis. So. I'm happy for it not. Tell tell <laughs> Gail next week to hurry up and make a good Terminator film before Arnold's watching it goes dead. I will actually do that as well. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters. I enjoyed it. I'm 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 with you, Stuart. I think they will get a sequel. I think yeah, I, I think there'll be enough goodwill behind it. Um, but I I understand that like, box office wise that because of China they might go oh it's a failure. But if if I made a, a movie and it made forty seven million in America in a weekend, I'd be chuffed to bits. Is that you do cops and monsters? I mean, cops and monsters doesn't cost two hundred million. No. You're trying to you're trying to raise a couple of grand. Here and there, yeah. Um, but if it made like oh, on your opening weekend a thousand quid, you'd be like, woohoo! Yeah. I can't wait for next weekend, and then it'll make its money back eventually. Yeah, at least it's not as bad as um, uh, 
The Colony, which only made £47 yeah. pound at the UK box office. Oh, was that, mm. is that the new Emma Watson one? Yeah, that's the new Emma Watson film. Yeah, only but, made 47 quid. But they were buggered with that because wasn't that supposed to be like straight to streaming? It, was, on, that, it was only released in four screens. Yeah, because there's another Thurman film that, that, that happened to her as well. Yeah, and, Parenthood. And, I think that made something like £9. Like but yeah, and people love picking up on that nonsense. Oh, the Emma Watson films only made £47. Like, does Emma Watson give a shit? Yeah, she's not. <laughs> like, yeah, I bet Danny Dyer was proud that run for your wife made a couple of hundred quid. <laughs> that looks so Exactly. Bad. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't see that at the cinema. Because to review it, I'm surprised my cinema was actually showing it. I love Danny. I love Danny but Dyer. All, but all I'm saying is, look at Danny Dyer now on a big fat wage, just just sleeping on his awards that he's winning. I'll be curious to see how much money Ghostbusters made here. From a um, that gets announced. Well, that officially gets announced on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. As soon as I get the figures, I'll I'll tweet them to sure, you. Because it um, came out, it came out on the 11th here. And yeah. I guess they did that to consolidate the numbers and go, look I at used, our opening weekend. Yeah, I used to get the figures on a late Monday night, but they've stopped giving them out to anywhere. Then, so it's now Tuesday, around about Tuesday morning, afternoon, just depends. So um, as soon be, as I get them, I'll let you know. I'd be really curious. But we'll see what the, we'll see if there's a drop-off next week, because Batman v Superman obviously had a very, very impressive opening and then plummeted um, because people went, oh... It's well, it's, mess. it's got Star Trek Beyond and the BFG to go up against. I don't know. In America, the BFG isn't doing very well at all, it, I that, believe. That technically bombed in America. It took some, like, $23 million in its opening weekend. and they, it's, they just don't get Rodal over there. It's um, dropped off badly, I think, again um, this week. So, so I mean, star, even with Star Trek Beyond, part of me is like, oh, oh that could cause it a bit of trouble. But I don't know if it will. I, I don't think it will. I really, I really think there's just unless you're a true trekker, um, I don't think your average Joe's going to go see Beyond because it's it's not making headlines. It's not the reviews have been have been average at best. Um, at least Ghostbusters have had some decent reviews, but with Star Trek Beyond, they're saying it's a great film about nothing, um, and I haven't really seen much advertising for it. No, there's some sort of weird Rihanna video or something like that there, isn't there, where it's just her singing. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was, the, that like, was uh, the IMAX sale for it. It was Rihanna <laughs> for four like, minutes what? on an alien planet, and I was like, this is not making me want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Stu, we've got about 10 minutes to go through what you've watched. He's got 20. Okay, he's got 20. There we go. Um, Ghostbusters. Might as well, uh, my thoughts on... I thought it was, as I said on uh, my show... Um, I'm on the fence with the film. I'm one of these people who's sort of like down the middle. Okay. And there are people who've been like that. I can see why people will not like the film because mm-hmm. there is stuff about the film that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the main bad guy, I thought he was just very flat. But that's been the problem a lot with a lot of these kind of films over the last, not just this year, but the last few years. Marvel films, their bad guys are very flat. A lot of superhero yeah. movies, their bad guys are very flat. It's just there needs to be... Um, sort of like a summer blockbuster where the bad guys make sense, had a bit more impact in, in into the movie. So the last one for me was Pacific Rim, the Kaijus versus uh, the Yeagers. I think they both fed off each other brilliantly well. So the bad guys, there was proper impact there, whereas this one, flat. But I yeah. can also look at the people who are really liking the film and see why they're really liking the film. For example... 
the Ghostbusters themselves, the chemistry between the four, and, four main characters works really well. Yeah. And it was really important um, that it needed to work that good because if it didn't, then the film would have fell flat. And Kate McKinnon, she is just fantastic. Yeah, I, I loved her. You, what did you think of Kate? Because I, I've been a fan of Kate McKinnon for the last three, four years because of Saturday Night Live. So it's nice to see that the U- people in the UK are discovering Kate McKinnon. It's really exciting. They're it's, suddenly realising that Kate McKinnon is a genius. It's because her character sort of had so many different personalities, but she was able to meld them all together really well. Like, she was stupidly intelligent, but she always, always made a fun and uh, a joke about it. You look at the bit where the, she had the wig on. Every single time <laughs> I saw that in the trailer, it just made me giggle. And it just epitomized her character um surprisingly melissa mccarthy didn't get on my nerves and as an actress she normally gets on my nerves um i oh. think saint vincent was one of the only films i've ever watched of melissa mccarthy where she's she was really in good in that yeah and i've always wanted to see melissa mccarthy do a drama because i think she's got a she she can possibly do that do a jim carrey and she's got that in her and that's what i want to see from her just step away from comedy for your next film do a drama just to see if I'm right because I well, I think I am. Watcher and Gilmore Girls, which is pretty much a drama. That's but St. Vincent she... was the one that, that proved that, that I was right on that front because her character is it's not a comedic character at all in St. Vincent. She's a very dramatic character in that one. So yeah, um, I thought the characters were really well uh, done there. There was a lot of nods to the original Ghostbusters films in there as well for fans. Um, so yeah, I thought it was average. But that's think... the best you're gonna that's the best you're gonna get out of me for it. What did you think? Which is pretty pretty high praise of a being what honest. Did you, what did you think? What did you, <laughs> what did you think of Bill Murray's cameo? Yeah, it was yeah, fine. It, yeah. It, it was fine. It felt a tiny bit forced in there because they they they, um, they thought, oh, we need to have uh, the three original Ghostbusters who were alive in in there, so we'll we'll just force them in there. I, I sort of like laughed more at the Sigourney Weaver cameo. Yeah, because so. you, you could tell that she was having a ball of a time as well. Yeah, I thought hers was the best. Yeah, uh, cameo, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it was fine, just like the other ones. Yeah, the, I thought the average, the the film was average. The 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 score for me really stands out. I really really enjoyed the score, and I lo- I loved how they utilized the the Ray Parker Jr. The, you know the the notes and the, the score. Huey Lewis. Yeah, the Huey <laughs> Lewis. Uh, just in the final, you know, in the battle in New York with Kate McKinnon's character when she's like, "Oh, I forgot about my new toys." Yeah. And that and that bit of music that kicks in was just you know it starts a little bit and then just goes right into it. And movie scores are my thing. I, I love movie scores. Yeah, yeah, I do. And just that bit, of, I can I'll, I've got it on my phone and I will just listen to it again and again and again. It, like I I am such a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, it's my old you know Ghostbusters is my all time favorite movie. Believe it or not. And when that when that bit of music came on and she had the proton guns, I I was welling up with joy. It was just that's happened to me twice now in a cinema. Happened to me there, and it happened to me in the Avengers when they're in New York and the camera pans around all of them, and the music just goes da 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 da, and they all load up and get ready. I was just like, oh my god, I'm going to cry. So if if that can happen to me during a movie, then I'm I'm going to love it. Can you just imagine what it would be like for me then if I managed to ever see Stand by Me on the big screen? Yes. Oh. Did it? When's our anniversary for that? Is that past? I think it might have, but yeah, it's just if they ever, if because um, there is a cinema that I know about twenty five miles away from where I live. It's a um, it's a train journey. It's about twenty five minute train journey uh, from where I live. But if I ever see Stand by Me on the the screen, that I'm instantly going to be there. So we need to see that oh, film on yeah. a big screen. 
Hell yeah. I wonder if they're going to remake that. Never. Never. <laughs> never. Yeah, the thing is, there's no point. Yeah. Because Annette and I, Annette had never seen it. And we rewatched. Oh, I've said it before, but we rewatched it maybe six months back. And for a film that made it's made in the eighties, doesn't it's not dated at all. Yeah. The way it looks, the way it sounds, because the haircut, because it's a period piece anyway. It's not like oh look at the haircuts. Oh my god, as if people wear clothes like that anymore. Because it's set way back in the time before we were born. So it's just why remake it? You just show it again. Exactly. It's perfect. Exactly. So, um, other films I watched, there's a film called I Lived, which I watched, which is garbage. Absolutely horrendous <laughs> film. It, it's terrible. It's a guy who, he reviews apps, um, and then he comes across an app called I Lived, which is a self-help app. Um, you type in something, and then they give you the supposed step-by-step instructions to try and succeed. And that. So the guy wants a girlfriend so badly, so it gives him step-by-step instructions to help him out to try and build up his confidence to get a girlfriend. Um, it's it doesn't even get started until the last ten minutes. No, so that it's it's boring, and then he comes across a a brilliant start um startling thing. He looks at the app and goes, spells devil backwards, devil I. Oh, Ooh, you smart person, you you. T- it took you forty five fifty minutes to figure that out. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen that. Um, Baskin, which I'll be reviewing on my show tomorrow. It's um a Turkish horror film um, mm-hmm. not very many times you'll actually hear the words Turkish and horror film put together but it, well, there is if you watch the news this week yeah, not, yeah. I'm not away from the real stuff but yeah it's just about a group of cops who get um, a distress call from uh, this other small group of cops who went out to investigate this place when they discover this place they find out it's um, supposedly the gateway to hell so it goes from sort of like a build up movie to an absolute let's rip everybody apart kind of film so okay. for gore hounds, there's gore in there. For people who like slow movies, there's that in there. It's fine. It's nothing special, but it's fine. Um, I finally got around to watching Green Room. Oh, what do you think? Which I was really eager to see, because I wasn't much of a fan of Jeremy Solner's um, previous film, Blue Ruin. Really? I love But I need to rewatch it again, because I don't think I was in the right frame of mind. And after Green Room, I definitely need to rewatch it again, because Green Room is in my top ten films of the year. Because yep. it's, fa- it's, it's fantastic. It's really, really tense. From actually the, ti- the the time the film starts all the way to the time the film ends, it's stupidly tense throughout the, the entirety of the film. Um, so, yeah, I really, really liked Green Room. The only thing with that is everybody, well, before the film came out, everybody was so hyped about the Patrick Stewart performance. Yeah. And I thought he was good at it, but it wasn't like as hyper as yeah. everybody had made it out everybody's like oh my god he's amazing i've never seen him play this sort of role before and he was more sort of restrained i think in yeah and green. still very good though. people were saying there's like a really nasty disgusting scene in the film itself and i was watching it i was waiting for the disgusting scene and then i got to the end credits and went where is it wow so you know, your head's flying off and and knife wounds and everything just didn't do it for you yeah, did i was it just watching it where, where it was a cut out of the version i was watching where is it possible <laughs> So it's because wow. desensitized horror. When you watch things like Serbian film and stuff like that, of yeah. course you're going to be desensitized to it. So, yeah. and um, the Purge election year, I want to watch that. I love the Purge. Everybody keeps bashing it, going, "Oh, you know." Thankfully, it got away from the first one. I love the first one. It's still my favorite Purge movie. Let's be honest: if Trump gets in, the Purge is going to become a reality. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Well, prepare for the Purge election year to be your favorite out of the three. Really? Okay. Because it is my favorite out of the three. 
I think what James DeMonagore has uh, done, because I didn't much like the second one. I liked the first one. Didn't much like the second one. Again, he's brought the tension back into election year. And um, it's it feels a bit mismatched in the first 35, 40 minutes of the film. It feels like he's chopping and changing between scenes too quickly without adding anything on top of it. But as soon as he starts to realise that he's doing that, the whole film has a much more coherent structure to it. And it, it starts to add, add the tension back into it because there is tension throughout the film, but it only starts to become more of a boiling pot kind of tension in the last 35, 40 minutes of the film. The last 20 minutes of the film is the best uh, stuff in any of the Purge films easily because it's very well constructed. There's just some nastiness that happens in it, but it's the where all the tension just builds up in that part there. So I, actually, I think it's the best out of the three. The Purge election, nice. yeah. Unfortunately Good. for us, it's not out until the 26th of August. Ugh. I might watch it next week then, when I'm in the Yeah, uh, in the States. So it'll be on a, a, a multiplex somewhere in the States. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's a very good film. And cool. just that uh, Stranger Things. And then Netflix, I've seen the first two episodes. If you like stuff that was made in the 80s, so if you like old Outer Limits episodes, not old, old Outer Limit episodes, old Outer Limit episodes, um, old X-Files, science fiction of that kind of ilk, you'll really like Stranger Things. Cause if I liked Airwolf, will I like? <laughs> no, because nobody liked Airwolf. <laughs> I liked it, fool. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody with taste liked Airwolf. Fraser and I are going to start an Airwolf, Airwolf podcast. No <laughs> podcast. That'll last all of like five minutes. A, a Donald Belisario podcast where we just discuss it in depth each week. Oh, yeah, you watch an episode about... and you just talk over it. Comment it. And we can uh, talk about Quantum Leap. I'm on board. Count me in. Yeah, well, Annette's and rewatching uh, all of the Quantum Leap once she's on season two. I love Quantum Leap. Yeah. But cool. yeah, Stranger Things is very sort of like 80s. It's got that cool. 80s feel through it, 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 it from the intro, because the intro is very, very 80s, cool. but with its electro-pop kind of stuff over the top. But I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. Um, it's it's very, cool. very X-Files-esque. Cool. Good, good. And I good finally finished Doom, the game that is on PS4. I'm on the final boss level, as a matter of fact, and I'm finding it a bitch to beat. I thought the final boss was quite easy. What, what mode are you on? Um, not easy, not medium. The uh, next one up from there. Uh, you hurt me plenty. Yeah, yeah. That's when I'm on. I'm I'm having a a, a, a bitch of a time killing him. I can get I can get him down to I can get him down to fifty percent. I can get him down to the bit where he starts electrifying the floor. Yeah. Um. But he he just hammers. I, I'm finding it really difficult to blast the brain and get it's past the, the shield. Yeah, I know. I'm, I've. I keep running out of I so keep the, running out of ammo. <laughs> the best thing to use is um, the BFG right from the start. Yeah, yeah. Then you, hit hit all, it with the face a few times with the rocket launcher. Quite a few times actually. If you do that, uh, use all your ammo from the rocket launcher. And then once you've done that, you'll see um, the circle green globes which make the spinny noise. That's your BFG ammo. Pick up another right. one of them. Fire another BFG shot off. It'll release ammo. So then your rocket launch ammo um, comes back. And so if right. you've got the add-on for your rocket launcher to make lock-ons, yes. happen, use that. And then the uh, the health of the, the boss just goes down rapidly. And then you just need a few rockets from your assault rifle and you're done. Right, cool. I'll, I'll give it another bash then because I do, I do start with... The- the BFG, and then a run to go pick up the other ones. Yeah, but don't do just... that because you, you start off with three BFG shots anywhere, and so what it does is replenishes your BFG shots. So when you're down to one, go up and pick one of the green globes. Oh, when I start, I'm only starting with one. 
Well, I started with three, so ah, uh, so yeah, I'm stuck on one, so that might be the problem. But yeah. I'll get I'll get there because the the boss before him caused me problems for a while. Yeah. Um, because you you finally beat him, and then two more show up. <laughs> You're like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great cool. game, though. It's an it absolutely stunning game. It's so good. So you really, really get into it. And you get really angry. And you start shooting. That's everybody. the best thing, though. It, it makes you really pissed off with the game. Normally, with those kind of games, you end up throwing your controller at the window. Yeah. But with this one, you're just going, "No, screw it. I want to continue. I want to rip the zombie, the bad guys' heads off or something." Yeah. Sort of beating them to death with their own arms. It's just, <laughs> and the music is so good as well. It is it's just, it's just my such kind a of music. Game. That. I'll be. I'll be. You should listen to a band called Two Steps from Hell. Uh, they do trailer music. They they did the first trailer music for the reboot of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. You should look up Two Steps from Hell. They're really really good, and it's very similar to Doom. Cool. Well, let's look up Stu Miller's quiz yep. of the week, so we can uh, we can get you packed off to your other yes five minutes Doctor Who podcast. Yes, for, it's very very simple. All you do, I've got a list of films in front of me. They're either British films or not. Simple as that. So you just see if they're a British film or if they're not a British film. Oh, okay. gold. It's that <laughs> simple. There's a list of 14 in front of me. So, okay. So um, the first one, I started you off really easy. You should get this one if it's um, British or not. But um, Colin. British. Uh, yeah, I'll say British. It is a British film. That's Woo-hoo! a zombie film that was made for like £35. So, yeah. Um, next film, Berserk. With an exclamation mark at the end. No American. Not, yeah, just yeah, not, like German. Yeah, not, yeah, not, not British. No, not British. It is British film. Oh. Oops. Then um, how dare third, they use an exclamation mark? Third film, Voice. God, I've never even heard of that. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll say no as well. Nope, it's a South Korean film. Yes. Hey. Um, fourth film, Dikir. Yeah, I'll say British. I say no. I'm just, I've seen this one, actually, I think. Dikir is a British film. Yes. Oh, I've obviously not seen it. Uh, fifth one, Secret Sunday. God, I've nope, uh, never heard of it. No. I'll say yes. It's not, it's a Thai film. Oh. In Thailand. Um, the sixth film, In a Glass Cage. British. Not British. It's not, it's a Spanish film. Balls. <laughs> so I think we're neck and neck. Seventh film, Knife Edge. Not British. I'll say British. It's a British film. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> the eighth film, The Deer of the Beast. Not British. Oh, British. Man. It's uh, not British. Yes. It's oh. a Spanish film. <laughs> God's sake. 50-50 chance, Stuart. I've hardly heard of any of these films. That's before. the whole point. <laughs> made you feel better, Stuart. I've heard of none of them. That's why I started off with Colin, because I thought that was the easiest one. I am yeah, merely guessing. Carry on. <laughs> the ninth film, Let Us Pray. British. Starring my friend Pollyanna McIntosh. It must be British then. It's British. Whee. Yeah, give you an easy one there, Fred. Lifeline there for you, wasn't it? Um, uh, I ten- think I'm two up. The tenth film, Moscow Zero. <laughs> Not British. Not British. It is a British film. Oh, oh come sake. on! Why would they call a film Moscow British? It was, uh, Moscow it Zero. Yeah, um, the eleventh film, Greedy Guts. Not British. British. It's not British. It's yes. from the Czech Republic. Twelfth <laughs> uh, film, The Skull. British. Not British. It's British. Yeah. <laughs> Two films I've heard of these. Let Us Pray and Colin. I've heard of none of them. Thirteenth film, The Reflecting Skin. 
Nope. Oh, I've heard of that one. British. Not British. It's British. Aww. And the Give final the final film called Fish. <sighs> British. I'll say British. It's not British. It's a oh. Japanese film. It's a very <laughs> surreal, weird, twisted Japanese <laughs> film about a guy who owns this um, this uh, aquarium area and he starts killing people and feeding them to his fish. I'm not. I'm not interested because I got it wrong. I'm not watching it on principle. So, Fraser, you you were the winner. Ten five. Ten five. Ten five. God's sake. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got one back because there are so many more I could have used. I like that uh, format, so I think for the next show that we record, whenever, um, I will probably end of August or something. I think it, I will do that format sort of quiz as well because it was fun. So, yeah, beating uh, my record ten. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> good luck hitting your Kickstarter for your next episode uh, on Cops on Monsters. Can we not talk about it, please? No, nope. oh, we don't have to because you're we're we're out of here in about thirty seconds. Thank so. goodness. Anyway, we'll talk so. about it later. Good luck on that. Head over to Cops and Monsters. So anybody's like, what? They've just done one. Go over to Cops and Monsters. Have a look. There's an explanation why this one be done. Uh, <laughs> Simply because Pim- my cast will not be available after September. That's why yeah, I'm your, doing another one. But it's all explained. Ca- yeah, exactly. Your cast are like, yeah, we're not free till next May. Look, or look for a so. post called The Future of Cops and Monsters. It's all explained. Exactly. Uh, Stu, Monday Movie Show, Monday this week. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, check you out on Cryptic Tadpole. Also, do check out the video game show that you do as well. Yes. So people are listening because it's really funny and it's a different Stu Miller. Yes. It's the same one, but it's a different personality that comes out. It's really it's funny. It's a sweary, well. sarcastic version got, of me. I got really confused there. I was like, what? No, no, no. Same one, just different side. It's on the Monday sweet. movie show feed, but the, um, the following the game show goes out on a Saturday or a Tuesday. But we don't actually tie it down to a day. And it's very sweary and sarcastic. And, and yeah. So and you can mock me for not being able to beat the bad guy in Doom. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, you enjoy your evening, Fraser. Thank you. Enjoy your next My podcast. Next podcast, moving on. Thank you for jumping in at the last minute on this one. Any worries? I don't know whether Lauren listens to these podcasts or not. I don't suspect she does because she asked me last time, did I do an episode? And it had been uploaded like four days before. So, But if she does... Uh, see you on the next show, Lauren. Stu, thank you again, yeah. as always. Yeah, problems. Pleasure. And I shall catch up with you soon. Cheers. Take care, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.